Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Better dig deep, put them in the ground. But on their hands, they're held back. This episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast is brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The United States Concealed Carry Association literally helps to save lives, and let me explain. The USCCA is a membership association that provides self-defense education, training, and peace of mind to over 500,000 responsibly armed Americans nationwide. Click Learn More below right now if you're ready to start your journey as one of them. When you activate your membership, you'll get access to expert self-defense education, life-saving training, and self-defense liability insurance. These resources are literally life-saving, and the United States Concealed Carry Association has first-person testimonies to proving it. With your membership, you'll get access to hundreds of hours of training videos, articles, checklists, guides, and more. You'll be able to get instant, up-to-date information about everything from gun laws to ammo types to home defense drills. And best of all, it's 100% risk-free with the Concealed Carry Association's money-back bulletproof guarantee. That means that if you decide the USCCA is not for you, simply call to request a prompt and courteous refund. So what are you waiting for? Click Learn More right below. And always remember the USCCAA, CCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by the Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. And also, with your membership to the United States Concealed Carry Association, you get your bi-monthly Conceal Carry Magazine, and it's a great magazine. I enjoy receiving mine, and this one talks about guns in the media. Uh, because there was once upon a time when we did not demean and denigrate and disparage people who own firearms. As a matter of fact, it was something that was highly featured back in the good old days. And maybe that's why some of us like to go back and look at TV land every now and then. So consider joining the United States Conceal Carry Association. And some of y'all may ask, hey, Colonel, what's your concealed carry weapon? Mine is a Glock 43X. I really love it. Shoots very well. Fits very well in my hand. And I can nail that target. We'll be right back. Make your Yuletide memories huge this Christmas with the tweeter of the free world, Kofefi Table Book, the perfect gift for all seasons. Retweet to a simpler time when our flag had only three colors, schools had two genders, the border was real, and inflation was reserved for party balloons celebrating low crime, low taxes, and affordable food and gas for all. 
Now you can reminisce over the good old days when our only issues were Russia, fake news, witch hunts, and crooked Hillary. The tweeter of the free world has all of Trump's greatest tweets, including Benghazi, fake news, Barack Obama, and who could forget little Rocket Man. But it is much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. The Kofefe Table Book will be cherished for generations. Relive the greatest tweets of all time by the greatest president of all time. Go to thetweeterofthefreeworld.com now to get your copy for the low price of $39.99. Make your Christmas great again. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. I want to talk to you about, well, you ever think about how it seems that time just shoots by the older that you get? See, I remember being a kid, and it seemed like forever from New Year's Day to Christmas Day. And now it seems like it just goes poop, and it's 2023 here coming around the corner. I don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty funny. But we spent this past Thanksgiving up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and what great people up there. And the thing that I love, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, you know, it didn't matter, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, whatever. We were all there, and we were thankful. We were having a great time. You'd meet people out on the trails, walking through the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and just everyone was courteous and nice, speaking to each other and helping each other along the trail. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for this country where we don't need to be told that we have to be diverse. We are diverse. We are e pluribus unum. Out of many come one. And that's what I saw over Thanksgiving. And I saw people that were happy, kids that are happy. You know, to take my grandson for his first trip up there to what we affectionately call Rocky Top and take him over to the campus where old grandpa graduated 40 years ago. Get pictures of him running along the field at Nayland Stadium and playing in the orange and white checkerboard end zone, taking him into the University of Tennessee football team locker room, letting him slap that sign where it says, I'll give my all to Tennessee today. That's what the players slap before they go on to the field. It's those type of memories that I am so honored and thankful for the years that I had in uniform Now the years that I have outside of uniform, continuing to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so I think about how Benjamin Franklin, that response he gave to Mrs. Powell on September the 17th of 1787 when he came out of Constitutional Hall, Independence Hall in Philadelphia. And she asked him, well, doctor, what do we have? Do we have a, a monarchy or a republic? Franklin infamously replied, a republic, if you can keep it. Now, one of the challenges in keeping this republic, one of the challenges in making sure that this longest running constitutional republic that the world has ever known, not constitutional monarchy, but a constitutional republic, is that we adhere to the rule of law. Maybe some of y'all remember Greta von Susteren used to be on Fox News. I remember when I was first interviewed by her because I got a piece of legislation passed on the House floor 397 to 0 that talked about some wasteful spending and programs in the Department of Defense budget that I thought could be eliminated. 
And she was wondering, how could this freshman that shows up up here, never been in politics before, and in four months gets a bill passed 397 to zero? Had a great talk with her. And from then on, uh, I'd be back on her program quite regularly, to include being even after I came out of Congress. But Greta von Susteren coined this phrase that I think is so appropriate to where we are in the United States of America right now in keeping this constitutional republic, because she referred to Washington, D.C. as the city of no consequences. I want you to think about that. The city of no consequences. In other words, you can go up there and be an abject failure, total screw up. We used to say in the military, Joe Schmuckatelli. And you can continue to rise up the ladder. You don't believe me? Look at the occupant of the White House right now, 50-some-odd years in politics. Talk about failing up. But it's a city of no consequences. And if we continue to allow that to happen, if we continue to allow people to believe that they are above reproach, that they're above the rule of law, that no one can touch them, no one can say anything to them, all of their failures, shortcomings, They have no ramifications and consequences. The lies that they tell us, there are no consequences to it. We've got to change that. And so I've been looking at the news post the election and everything, and it looks like the Republicans will have 222 uh, seats in the majority. Democrats, I believe, uh, 214, somewhere along in there, which is really exactly where it was when the Democrats with their majority, you know, razor thin, but they were tyrannical in the house. But now all of a sudden they realize that all of the things that they did, many unconstitutionally, they just can't get away with it. They just can't dismiss it. And we hear Republicans coming out and talking about holding hearings and holding people constitutionally accountable. And now everyone is about, we don't need to have hearings. Hearings are a waste of time. The American people don't want hearings. The American people just want you to come up and execute your legislative agenda. This is coming from the people that spent how many millions, maybe close to billions, of dollars on Russian collusion hearings. Adam Schiff, who had lie after lie after lie, We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out, epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. You think about the, the, the whole thing about the hearings and bringing up Alexander Venman about the phone call to Ukraine. Two impeachments over nothing. I mean, we know that the Russian collusion thing was a whole hoax between the Mueller investigation and all the mess that they brought about. But the person that was really responsible is never held accountable. We know that the whole thing with the phone call to Ukraine, just another politicized event. 
And now we've got the January 6th hearings to continue to go on. I mean, Washington, D.C. has become like a new version of the Bastille prison where we detain and hold people. They violation of their rights. But yet now, all of a sudden, when you have true instances of violating the Constitution, such as the Guarantee Clause, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, the federal government is supposed to guarantee to every state in the union protection from invasion. But yet we have the Homeland Security Secretary that sits around and says, border secure, pay no attention, everything's fine. Five million people in two years crossing over illegally. One million unknowns. Body bags stacking up. Yeah, Biden body bags stacking up because of fentanyl deaths. But Biden doesn't talk about it. Recently, he was with Xi Jinping. China is really poisoning the American people. Nothing said about it. But now we're not supposed to be concerned about that. We're supposed to allow Alejandro Mayorgas, who is the Secretary of Homeland Security, to go before our elected representatives and continue to lie, to perjure himself about what is happening at our southern border. See, that's why Greta von Sessler said that D.C. is a city of no consequence. A person that has taken an oath to the Constitution, who is the head of the Department of Homeland Security, that has freely allowed 5 million people to come into the United States of America legally, and 1 million that we don't even know about, the gotaways, drugs pouring across, parents who were just terrified when it came to Halloween, what could end up getting into the hands of some of their kids. And we saw that they were dressing up fentanyl to look like candy. But we're not supposed to investigate that. We're not supposed to ask, why are you lying to the American people? You turn over to MSNBC and all of a sudden Ken McCarthy, who is saying either Secretary Mayorkas resigns, steps down, or we will have hearings that will lead to his impeachment. MSNBC says that's bullying. Really? Now, ain't that what we call down south the pot calling the kettle black? You think about all the bullying that comes from the progressive socialist left. That's how they roll. When they're in majority, they are tyrannical. When they're in the minority, they try to be tenacious. We need to have these hearings. And just because the head of the Border Patrol resigned, stepped down, that's not the issue. The issue starts with the Secretary of Homeland Security. Let's, let's talk about this whole thing about Hunter Biden, which I really believe right now the reason why the left is agreeing to, you know, you know, there really is a Hunter Biden laptop issue and everything. They're trying to get rid of Joe Biden. Two years ago, they used the fascist technique of censorship against the New York Post to not allow anything to come out about the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, let's let's talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, except let's not have hearings on it. It's a waste of time. If this was Don, Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump, they'd be bringing out the gallows. But no, it's them. Rules for thee, not for me. And see, the key thing is that this is not just about Hunter Biden. 
This is about whether or not the president, the sitting president of the United States of America, is compromised. Did he benefit financially from international dealings? And maybe that's the reason why he doesn't talk about the fentanyl issue with China. Maybe that's the reason why he's not coming out and talking about the the protests that we see in China. Maybe that's the reason why this blank check keeps going to Ukraine. And oh, by the way, the FTX thing, oh boy. Whoever's in charge of financial services for the House Republicans, we need to get to the bottom of what happened at FTX. We talked about that just recently in one of our podcast segments because this thing just goes down and down and down to the rabbit hole. A money laundering slush fund for Democrat purposes that even found its way through Ukraine? I mean, I used to live in South Florida. I mean, everyone thought Bernie Madoff was bad. This is huge. But yet we haven't heard anything from Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice. Let's talk about that. Hearings and holding the federal government constitutionally accountable, which is a constitutional duty, an enumerated duty to the Congress as they are a co-equal branch of government, the system of checks and balances. They have oversight over the federal government. They're supposed to have these hearings. Whether or not the progressive socialist left, the Democrat Party likes it or not, it has nothing to do with it. It is their duty and responsibility to us as the American people. And I got to tell you, this FTX thing and this China thing and this Ukraine thing, the border thing, this is all coming to a head. But yet, the Department of Justice, Mary Garland, nothing to see here. The only thing they want to talk about is domestic terrorists, parents showing up at school board meetings. That's another person that needs to be brought before the House Judiciary Committee. And he needs to answer some tough questions. Why haven't you opened an investigation into FTX? Oh, that's right, this Bankman Freed guy was the second largest contributor to the Democrat Party after old George Soros. So I'm sure that Merrick Garland got the phone call. They said, never mind, don't touch it, leave it alone. Or how about the fact that Merrick Garland has brought about investigations and, and gone after pro-life pregnancy centers? But the people that are bombing and you know, committing arson and vandalizing pro-life pregnancy centers, this James Revenge, no touching them. We can open up an investigation into a private sector uh, transaction, Elon Musk buying Twitter, but Antifa, a real domestic terrorist organization, not Paris, Antifa goes free. Does Merrick Garland like censorship? Is that why he did not, does not want Elon Musk to be in charge there? And oh, by the way, won't it be interesting to see what Elon Musk releases as far as Twitter's little play and all of this going back to suppressing the Hunter Biden story, laptop story, or any other thing that Jack Dorsey was allowing to go forward?
This is why everyone's out there. We don't need heroes. We don't want heroes. The American people don't want it. No, they don't want to be exposed. And the critical thing is that the Republicans need to put on the big boy and the big girl pants and make sure that they hold them constitutionally accountable. Let's talk about Christopher Wray. Here's another guy. I mean, what is going on with the Federal Bureau of Investigation? Who are they investigating? I mean, to me, it's pretty funny how they can go out and find all of the folks that are up in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. They can come knocking on their door. But have you ever heard about anyone from James Revenge or Antifa or Black Lives Matter having a knock on their door? Nah, it's okay. They can go. They can burn down city blocks. They can attack police stations. What about the people that set up the autonomous zone? I think it was called Chaz or something like that in Seattle. Isn't that a subversive action to undermine local municipal governance and set up your own autonomous zone, not allow police in? Isn't that sedition? Nah, nothing to see here. Those parents showing up at the school board's meeting, they're terrorists. They're saying that they're going to do what is necessary to make sure that their kids are being taught, not indoctrinated. They don't agree with Terry McAuliffe in Virginia when he said that parents have no right to decide what their children are being taught. Yet they do. It's their children. It don't belong to the government. And Eric Swalwell, yeah, Eric Swalwell should not be on the House Permanent Select Committee on on Intelligence. Eric Swalwell could not get a security clearance in the military. I mean, here's a guy who was not just figuratively, but was literally sleeping with the enemy. And we are entrusting him with our most sensitive information and data. And now all of a sudden the left is upset. Well, you can't just remove people from their committees. We can do that, but you can't. Marjorie Taylor Greene, as far as I know, she was not hanging out and sleeping with some Chinese agent named Fang Fang. Think about it. You can't make that up and, and create a James Bond novel or a movie on it. Fang Fang. And then this same guy sits on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. And now the left is screaming because the Republicans are saying he ain't sitting on the Intelligence Committee, nor is Adam Schiff. Who again? How many times did he perjure himself to the American people? So, yes, it is time that there are consequences in Washington, D.C. Not politicized, but factual It is time that we have constitutional accountability in Washington, D.C. No more threats to Supreme Court justices and nothing happens. If somebody on the right had ever threatened Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Stephen Breyer, or if they were to do it now to uh, Miss Kagan, Justice Kagan, or Justice Sotomayor, 
or Justice Katanji Brown, the left will go absolutely apoplectic. But it's no big deal. As Chuck Schumer said to Schumer and Gorsuch, you have released the wind and you won't know what hits you. But that's not hate speech. That's not violent rhetoric. That's not something that should be investigated. Chuck Schumer was never forced to make an apology. So it's time. I don't care if it's just a slim majority. It's time. It's time that we have that accountability. It's time that we make sure that there are ramifications and consequences to unconstitutional actions. And if we go down the rabbit hole with Hunter Biden and we find out that this goes back to Joe Biden, which it really is not going to be hard because the emails, the text messages, all that stuff is out there. You can't continue to suppress it. I believe over 130, 140 very suspicious activity reports, financial reports, but yet someone told the Department of the Treasury, Treasury Department, Janice Yellen, Janet Yellen, that she could not release that information. She's going to have to release that information because the American people need to know. And D.C. needs to finally suffer the consequences because if it was you or I, we'd be doing a perp walk. It's time for some people to wear orange, and I'm not talking about University of Tennessee orange. I'm talking about jail time orange. If we are to keep this republic, there has to be consequences to unconstitutional actions and the violations of our rule of law. Steadfast and law. Before they burn it down.